0: Well, howdy there once again. It's Friday, and that means it's time for another edition of the Speaking for Him podcast. Of course, I'm Adam McNutt, alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gomison.
1: Hello, Adam, and I'm glad to be with you this Friday. And as you know, over the past several weeks, we've been on and off talking about different aspects of the blessings that God has given us. And today, we're going to wrap up that series um, of, I think it was five things that we started out with. Um, And I should have written them down so that I could go through them coherently uh, on this podcast. But rather than that, I think I may uh, just list them as part of a wrap-up on the show notes. So you want to make sure to look at the blog for that and uh, so that you can see the whole list of sessions that we have and so you know what episodes to go back and look for. Maybe I'll even link the actual episode blog posts to the blog post if I'm feeling particularly uh, uh, ambitious that week. And we'll, we'll just have to see what happens. But all that to say, we are wrapping up our series, and today we're going to talk about hope in Christ. So Adam, will you start us out with our quote of the day?
0: The hope that God has provided for you is not merely a wish. Neither is it dependent on other people, possessions, or circumstances for its validity. Instead, biblical hope is an application of your faith that supplies a confident expectation in God's fulfillment of his promises. Coupled with faith and love, hope is part of the abiding characteristics in a believer's life. That is from John C. Broger.
1: And just as an example, and this is kind of humorous, but as an example of the difference between the hope that's a wish and the hope that's a certainty, Adam probably often wishes when he opens the show notes from me that my quotes of the day would not be Bible verses in the King's English. (laughs) And his hope was realized today because we had a fairly modern quote from a guy who spoke plain English. (laughs) Just thought I would throw that out there. God bless Andrew and God bless John C. Broger. (laughs) But I really appreciated this quote because it talked about how as Christians, when we talk about hope, we're not talking about this might happen. We're, We're talking about this will happen. We have the certainty of knowing that certain things will happen. Now, the tricky part is that things don't often happen the way we think they should, because we, we understand with a finite mind. And as we get into this, um, we will see a little bit more about that. But the first thing I want to mention about our hope is that we have hope in this life. I am crucified
0: with Christ. Nevertheless, I live Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It's Galatians 2:20.
1: A lot of times when we talk about hope, we talk about the future and heaven, but Paul is talking about the fact that he's crucified with Christ, his old man is dead. He no longer has to sin. So he's free to live his life by faith in Jesus Christ. So living his life is still important. He's not just spending all of his time pining for the next life. He's talking about living this life Mm -hmm. uh, in the light of the fact that Christ died for him. Christ gave himself for him. So now he has hope in this life and he wants to share that hope with others. And it's worth noting that eternal life starts the moment you become a believer, not just after this life is over. Sometimes we can, be like, if I can just hang on, then eternal life will start. No, eternal life has started if you are a believer. So just be encouraged with that. And then the second part um, is we have hope of pardon.
0: For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Second Corinthians
1: 5.21. I have made the point on numerous podcasts, but it's worth making again. There is nothing in us uh, by ourselves that is worth saving nothing uh, that is good, but through Jesus Christ, because of this verse, we know that he became sin for us and took our place so that we could become the righteousness of God, the righteousness that he had, he traded for us to, and he took our sin upon him so that we could live in his righteousness. I often call that the best win-win situation that we could ever be in because god in his grace allows us to experience so much of his blessings even though we deserve death adam do you have any thoughts on these first two points
0: what i find so cool is what a reminder of such a loving god that we serve because not only did he give himself to give us eternal hope and eternal life but it's saying in these two verses that you know Christ wants to live in us, and he loves us so much that he, he gave himself and paid the price that really we should have had the price tag on ourselves for. So not only is God saying, I did this because I had to and I, are saved, and I have a great life. It was, I want to do this, and I, I want to live in you because I love you so much. And just the thought of that and the hope it gives, it just enhances life that much more.
1: Absolutely. Well, as we move on, uh, we see that we have hope of peace
0: and having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him I say, whether they be
1: things in earth
0: or things in heaven. It's Colossians one twenty.
1: Now, this is a huge thing, because you'll, if you'll recall in the scriptures, uh, Jesus, after he rises from the dead and appears to the disciples, the first thing he says to them is not, you're so foolish for not believing me. I said I was coming back, and I did, and you didn't believe me. You're so foolish. No, the first thing he says is, peace unto you. And why is that? Because where there was a gulf, gr- as it says in Luke, a great gulf fixed between him and his disciples, that they couldn't reach his righteousness. Um, and as he told James and John, at their present state, they couldn't drink the cup that he was drinking for them. Only he could. Um, but there's a psalm, that, there's a psalm, a uh, song, an old hymn that says you, something to the effect of thou hast drained the last dark drop. It's empty now for me. So the, the, the drops of our um, sin have been drank by Jesus through the cross and he has paid our pardon. We are no longer guilty because of what he has given us. And what a great thing that those first words to the disciples were peace. All right, and that's a great segue into our next part, and that is we have hope of peace.
0: But as it is written, I hath not he- seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love them. That's 1 Corinthians 2, 9, and also from Colossians 1, verses 27 through 28, to whom God Would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus.
1: All right. And just to correct myself, that was um, under the heading that we have hope of glory. I think I mentioned uh, we have hope of peace twice. And so maybe, Adam, if you can do some creative editing, that would be good. Or we can just leave this in here and people can see what live radio would be about <laughs> through a podcast. But anyway, those verses deal with us having hope of glory. Um, we had already reviewed hope of peace. So um, basically, this is talking about, as you were saying earlier, Adam, not only does God... Is God saving us now? Not only is He uh, giving us pardon from sin, but He's also giving us more than what we ever expected. He's giving us glory, and He wants to be with us, as as you are saying. And so, as we think about things, we often think in terms of this life, because that's what we can see. But another verse says, "The things which are seen are temporal, and the things which are not seen are eternal." And so, if we can keep that in perspective, we will we will gain a whole new lease on life, um, and I hope that that encourages uh, those of you um, who are listening uh, that you would be focused on the fact that God um, gives us that, and then also the second passage in Colossians one twenty seven and twenty eight, basically talking about the 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 uh, mysteries that He's revealed to us. He's told us about redemption. He's told us uh, about it, the, the, his coming again. You know, these are things that we can hold on to because he was willing to tell us. He said, he said I don't call you servants. I call you friends because a uh, 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 servant would not tell his, his or, or a master wouldn't tell his servants what was going on. But I called you friends because everything I have heard, I have told you. Everything I have heard uh, that I, everything I have said that I was going to do uh that um is something uh that I'm going to do, and so we can take that to the bank, so to speak, Adam, do you have any thoughts about um as these last two points I love
0: what you what you mentioned about how God has so much that he wants to give us and not even in his hope or Him giving of Himself, it just sustains what we have, but He wants to enhance what we have and and multiply, and it just kind of got me thinking, like, hi, I I, I didn't think about it that way, just in the sense that God wants to give us even more than what we already have through the hope that comes from Him alone. So uh, that's a really interesting point to think about.
1: We have hope that Jesus is coming back.
0: Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. It's Titus 2.13.
1: All right, well, on this one, uh, it kind of relates to what we were saying before, that God has given us the game plan. He showed us that he's going to come back again, and we need to live our lives in the light of eternity, knowing that God has a plan for us after this life. If we're just living for this life, then we can just go party and do whatever we want, and that may seem glamorous in some respects. But when you think about the fact that God is preparing you, for another life, then um, you need to be aware of that as you live the rest of your life. And then finally, as we wrap up, uh, we see that this gives hope for all humanity.
0: And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. It's Romans 5, verses five through six.
1: All right. And so this is the hope for all humanity. If you have not embraced Jesus Christ's salvation for yourself, then please do so today. If you would like more information on this, you can email um, Adam or myself. My email is andrew at speakingforhim.com um, Andrew at speaking the number for him.com. And Adams is adam at jq99.com. And I also would say here that if you have any questions that you'd like us to answer on the podcast, we'd love to get your email and have answering emails become a regular part of what we do here on the Speaking for Him podcast. So keep that in mind as the info rolls at the end of the show for contacting us. And make sure that you're interacting with the show and, and and the bumper at the end will show you how to do all of that. And so, Adam, as we wrap up our show today on these last couple of points that we talked about Jesus coming back and how that gives everyone in humanity hope, what thoughts do you have?
0: My thought would be just to keep that in mind every day, especially when. Things get hard, or maybe even there's a stretch in your life where you feel hopeless. There could be a problem or uh, maybe even a sin you struggle with or something, and it just has been over and over and over again, and you're like, how do I get out of this? And you might just feel completely spent. Just keep that hope of Christ in in your hearts because just being honest, that's where true hope comes from, is is from Christ and in Christ alone. There's nothing in this world or nothing— that you can go do or watch or, or or even read besides the Bible, of course, that will give you that hope that comes from Christ alone. So keep that in mind. So keep that in mind. Things might be tough today, but as you look ahead, be reminded that he's coming again one day, and he's with you right now, the one who gives the hope always.
1: All right. Well, I think that about wraps up our series on things we have in Christ and our episode on Hope in Christ. I hope that you've enjoyed this. Uh, If you are interested in sharing it with your friends, please feel free to download it. If you would like the whole um, set on MP3 CD um, and would like to express interest in that, then just let me know via the contact info at the end and we'll see what we can do about putting together an MP3 CD of the series for you. Um, And That The more responses like that I have, um, the more I will know that that is uh, is something that our audience would like and um, I'll be able to do it on a more regular basis and thus um, just be able to help even more people out, people that might not even be able to listen on the internet. So just keep those things in mind um, and that is all we have for this week and I will sign off now. Saying to you, have a great weekend and keep serving the best of masters.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him, alongside his co-host and executive producer, Adam McNutt. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four,